Hi, I'm Alana McGinn, founder of GoodnightSleepSite.com, a website offering sleep support and resources for you and your family. Our global team of certified sleep consultants can work one-on-one with you to help your family members sleep better. From babies to teens and adults as well, we can help you put the right sleep plan together to help your child or yourself sleep better. Remember the sleep plan is only part of the process. The ongoing support you will receive from your good night consultant is what will help you stay consistent, accountable, and sleep educated to make sure you are successful in your overall family sleep goals. Our goal is to help you become your own family's sleep expert, and we take pride in our education and above and beyond support we offer to all families who sign up with us. You can head over to goodnightsleepsite.com to find out how you can work with a good night sleep site consultant who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pop culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. Welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep replay. I'll be replaying some of your favorite This Girl Loves Sleep episodes while we're on hiatus and gearing up for the new season. And it makes sense that we start things off with episode number one, the episode that started it all. In this episode, I discuss how soon is too soon and the best time to start sleep training and why that is. So if you're thinking of starting sleep training, then this is the episode for you. Since this is our first episode, though, I thought we'd talk about the question I'm asked every day by many of you. When should I start sleep training? But first, let's bring it back to where I began and talk a little bit about my own experience with sleep training and how I started the amazing journey of Goodnight Sleep Sight. When you hear the term sleep training, what comes to mind? The method, right? Should I do cry it out? What is the no cry method? Here's the thing, guys. If you're putting a sleep plan together that only includes the sleep training method, it's not going to work. We have to take into account everything that happens within a 24-hour period. So in order to start a formal sleep training plan, you need to include all of Goodnight Sleep Sites' four key sleep tools. That's why I put together a quick free printable for you explaining each of the four key sleep tools. You can find that link to that download in the show's notes and over at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. Welcome everyone to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. I am so excited to launch this podcast for all of you. 
something I've been wanting to do for a while and actually something I did years ago, and then it kind of sort of stopped, but I'm bringing it back for all of you and I will be posting new episodes regularly and we are going to be talking about all things sleep for your family from babies to adults. I'll also be bringing on other professional experts and colleagues and friends to discuss topics and issues that you want to know about and understand better. I'm also going to be talking about other things other than sleep. Because you know what? I'm a parent. I have things to say. So yes, this is called This Girl Loves Sleep. We all know I love sleep, but I'm really hoping that the topics I discuss in this podcast, you guys will enjoy listening to. So yes, most of it will be sleep related, but I might branch off a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see what I come up with. So it's time to bring back bedtime for your family. And guys, Let's get started. Since this is episode one, I thought it was fitting to have the first episode be on the question I'm asked every day by so many of you. And that is, when should I start sleep training? But I also want to kind of bring it back to where I began and talk a little bit about my own experience with sleep training because I was in the same boat that many of you are right now. Many of you listening are right now. And I also want to kind of touch on how I started the wonderful journey of Good Night Sleep Site and created the amazing sleep team that we have. So I have three kids. My eldest is 10 and my youngest are twins. They are seven years old. And when my first daughter was born, I was, guys, I was in those same sleep deprived trenches as you. My daughter wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping and things were not okay. I actually remember vividly this one time where, well, there was many times, but this one particular time where my husband came home from work and I'm on the couch feeding my daughter and completely disheveled. Like my hair's a mess. You know, I don't even know if I had showered yet that day. I'm wearing the same clothes I probably wore like two days ago. My house is a disaster. And I just remember looking at my husband saying, I I can't do this anymore. Like something has to give. I was, I was a mess. I was, uh, I was not doing well. I knew that My daughter wasn't getting the healthy sleep that she needed, and neither was I, and neither was any of my family. And I, at that time, I had no clue how to fix it. I was one of the first out of my friends to have a baby, so I didn't have a ton of people I could ask. Facebook wasn't really as, you know, rampant as it is now in terms of, you know, the mommy groups and the Facebook groups that you can kind of touch in on. So I didn't have a lot of people I could ask. You learn a little bit, like a very little bit about sleep habits and and needs in your prenatal classes. But I mean, like, who are we kidding, right? Before having a baby, you don't realize how much sleep you're going to be missing out on. So I didn't really pay much attention <laughs> to that part of the class. I was really focused on, okay, labor, how to feed baby, like all the things that I knew I would need to do because you just know that without even having a baby. You don't realize until you have a baby that you're not going to sleep and and how to handle sleep deprivation and how to help your baby sleep better. So anyways, I'm in that boat, so tired, and I know she's not sleeping well, and I certainly, you know, aren't sleeping well. So I did what anyone else does in this situation. I Googled, guys, and I Googled hard. So the Coles Notes version is I read and I devoured all the information I could on sleep. I was able to put a plan together. At this point, my daughter was probably about I would say closer to four months of age. And when you know it, it worked. She started sleeping better and longer stretches. And with time, uh, she was rocking her sleep. And then things kind of snowballed. So, you know, to bring it back to how Good Night Sleep Site began, 
friends started having babies and I was helping them. And then friends of friends started having babies and I was helping them. And then friends of friends of friends started having babies. And I was helping them while kind of also asking myself, who the heck is this person? (laughs) Then I became pregnant with twins. And yes, guys, there will be an episode on twin sleep. I'll also be sharing my secondary infertility story with all of you one day. So stay tuned for that. But when I became pregnant with them, I thought to myself, oh crap, you know, it kind of came easy with my eldest once I knew what I was doing and once I understood infant sleep. So I thought, is this my karma? Like, how am I going to do it? Because my friends would always say, oh, you know, it just came so easy for you. I mean, now looking back, I realize it seemed like it became really easy. But listen, guys, I had to put a lot of work into it as well. And I always tell this to my clients you know, my kids didn't come out of me good sleepers. I had to work at it too, but because I understood the information and I understood the needs of my daughter, I was able to put an an age-appropriate sleep plan together that worked well for my family. So while to the outside world, it might've appeared really easy for me to do it, I also had to really kind of put in the work. But then I'm thinking, how am I gonna do this with two babies plus a toddler? I mean, when they were born, my daughter was three and a half years old. I thought I'm never going to sleep again. So it was at that point where I realized, you know, I loved helping families sleep better and I wanted to make a career out of it, of doing that. And I so I received my certification from the Family Sleep Institute when, you know, the babies were babies and Goodnight Sleep Site was born shortly after my twins were. And not only does my entire family sleep through the night, I always say it would be really weird if my kids weren't sleeping through the night, but I was trying to get your kids to sleep through the night. No, we're all good sleepers. But now I lead a team of over 20 consultants and we're growing every year all over the world who work with families every day to help them all get the healthy sleep that they deserve. So you can find more information about our services and meet our team of amazing sleep consultants over at goodnightsleepsite.com. Okay, but let's get to why you are all here. I had to ask myself the same question when I was first considering sleep training my daughter. When should I start sleep training and how soon is too soon? So there was an article in the New York Times titled Sleep Training at Eight Weeks, Do You Have the Guts? And it spoke of a large New York City pediatric practice encouraging parents of a two-month-old to start sleep training. To cut all feeds, sleep train using Cry It Out, which is pure extinction, from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So listen, guys, when this article came out, my inbox was filled with the question, when can I start sleep training and how soon is too soon? So I kind of already mentioned it, but confession time, I successfully sleep trained each of my three kids at around three months of age. By 12 weeks old, they were sleeping through the night with no feeds. They were healthy. They were eating well. They had proper growth and weight gain. Um, and But I had the knowledge and the confidence to take it on. And I think that that's really important for p- parents to understand. It's a decision that to this day I'm confident and sure of. Like I said, they are now 10 and 7 years old and they are happy and healthy and rock star sleepers who love me dearly most days. Guys, I have a 10-year-old, 10-year-old going on 16. So most days they love me. It's not because I sleep trained at uh, three months of age why sometimes she gives me a hard time. I know it's possible to sleep train before the recommended age of four to six months of age. It can be done, but... I don't recommend clients starting formal sleep training until a baby is at least four and a half months of age, okay? So, you know, unless you have the information and the expert working behind you, this is what I recommend. And here's why that is. While healthy sleep habits can begin early on, 
even as early as eight weeks of age, it's only at around four months of age that baby's internal sleep rhythms are beginning to develop enough to start following more of a sleep routine. Okay, so biologically, it can be difficult, if not impossible, to put a baby on a set sleep routine in that fourth trimester. That fourth trimester being zero to four months of age, okay? So it's important to first factor the corrected age of your baby. If your child was born premature, we need to make sure we are basing our start time around their biological age. So not when they were born, but what was their estimated due date? And again, if, you know, twin parents, multiple kids are are listening to this, families and multiples, I should say, that's really important because obviously a lot of multiples are born early, right? So we have to factor in their corrected age. One of the biggest sleep training mistakes I see parents make is starting too soon without the proper support and education to guide them. And then you guys quit when things don't come together, right? Because sometimes biologically, it's just not going to come together. So I know that some of you in that fourth trimester are really trying to, maybe you're ready for like those set wake times and those set nap times and those set bedtimes your baby just might not be there yet is my point. Okay. It can be discouraging. And then that discouragement becomes an obstacle in starting the process again. Another reason is we also want to make sure that there are no medical issues. And I will always recommend that parents talk to their doctors. We all normally have that four month checkup appointment and getting the okay from your doctor and having them on board can give you guys that added reassurance that they need to stay 100% committed to the plan. So sometimes just by having your doctors okay, making sure baby's healthy, weight gain, thriving, feeding is going well, all of those things, it's just going to give you that extra confidence. So you're not constantly second guessing once you do start more of a formal sleep training plan. Also be aware of your milk supply, okay? Sleep training should never compromise mom's milk supply. If mom is concerned with her milk supply or struggling with it, then sleep training needs to be delayed or a more gradual method should be chosen. I will have an episode coming up with a lactation consultant because feeding and sleeping go hand in hand. But I will say, guys, sleep training never trumps a healthy feeding relationship with your baby, especially if you're exclusively breastfeeding. Okay. So please keep that in mind. It's okay to keep one to two feeds at night. If that's where your comfort level lies. Normally by six months of age though, I begin to encourage the parents to cut feeds if that's what they're prepared to do. So when we are working with families anywhere from, you know, we'll start working with you around four to four and a half months of age, anywhere between four to six months of age. If mom or dad isn't ready to cut out all feeds, then we're normally keeping in at least one nutritionally wise. Again, assuming baby is healthy, thriving, doctors saying, okay, nutritionally wise, you probably don't need to include more than one feed at night. But by six months of age, if mom or dad are ready and feeling more confident about it, we are kind of working on removing all feeds throughout the night. So lastly, you need to ask yourself what that article asked us is, do you have the guts, right? Here's the thing, guys, the decision to sleep train, is a tough one. And it's important that you and your partner be on the same team. Sit down, Make sure you're able to support one another throughout the process. Make sure you are 100% ready to take it on. And guys, if you're not, that's okay. And make sure the entire team around you is ready to do it as well. So if child is at a caregiver's, like a daycare or grandparents are watching, 
everybody needs to be on board because consistency, guys, is key. You can start sleep training when you feel more comfortable doing so and possibly having more confidence in the entire process. Until then, take small steps like setting up a consistent and safe sleep environment. You can start to follow a more biological appropriate schedule. I'll go into this more in future segments. And be careful not to extend those wakeful periods to avoid overtiredness. This is the two big things that I tell every parent that they can work on within that fourth trimester is a consistent, safe, and conducive sleep environment. You can start working on that, guys, from day one, incorporating a consistent bedtime routine that can be started as early as day one as well, and just watch those wakeful periods, okay? Make sure that they're not too long because babies get very easily overstimulated in that fourth trimester and therefore overtired and it's a vicious cycle. So watch those wakeful periods and then you can choose the method that works for you and work on the associations once baby's old enough, like removing those night feeds once you're more ready to do so. And here's the thing, guys, sleep training, it's, it's not for everyone. You know, I always tell my team and we talk to clients, our goal is never to convince you that you need to formally sleep train your child. It's a decision that you, the parent, needs to make. If you don't want to, then you don't have to. But it's when you're not able to function as a healthy and thriving and a family unit. And going back to my original story, when I looked at my husband and said, I can no longer do this. I wasn't able to be the best mom that I could be because I just was not functioning well. I don't function well. on little sleep, right? So I had to do it for myself. I had to do it for my husband and I had to do it for my daughter at that time. So it's a decision that each family has to make. It's an independent decision that each family has to make. And once you are ready to do so, just know that there is support out there. There is information out there that you can do. So in order to start a formal sleep training plan, once your child is old enough, you will be creating a plan that includes the good night sleep sites for key sleep tools. I will be discussing each sleep tool in more detail in future podcasts, but I've put together a quick free printable for you that you can download explaining each of the four key sleep tools. And you can find the link to that download in this show's notes over at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. So if you're asking yourself when to start sleep training, definitely look at the age of your child. And not just that, even though your child might be old enough to start sleep training, you need to ask yourself, are you ready to do it? And it's okay if you're not ready yet. It's okay if you're never ready to do it. But if you are ready, just know that the support and the education is there. And our goal is always to make you the sleep expert of your child and to walk away with the confidence to continue to meet the sleep needs of your child. So This is the first episode done. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. So this brings us to the Q&A portion of the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. And I get so many amazing questions from you guys on our Instagram account. You guys can all follow us or follow me on Instagram at GNSleep. Um, But I get so many guys that I just can't keep up with them all. So I thought, you know what? Why don't I answer a couple of questions on each segment of each 
podcast that I do. So I have a couple of questions from parents with babies in the fourth trimester that I thought would be great to answer. So the first one is from BJ Welsh, and she asks, my two and a half month old wakes consistently at 5 a.m. and is hard to get back down. Help. So here's the thing, guys. It's so hard in that fourth trimester, and this brings it back again to are babies biologically ready to get on a set time Like, can you start looking what we call a clock-based schedule within that fourth trimester? The short answer is you can't just because babies probably aren't biologically ready to get there yet. So in saying that, typically a waking, a natural waking is anywhere between 6 and 7 a.m. And this is when we get into more of that four to four to a half month range mark. That's kind of the wakings that we want to aim for. Prior to that, when we're in that fourth trimester, you know, a 5.15 a.m. waking is kind of common. I know it's hard. Who wants to get up at 5.15 a.m.? Nobody. But you might have to just wait a little bit longer before we can start extending out that waking. But what you can do is what I always say at around two months of age, while we can't look at the clock yet and create a clock-based schedule, you can start, again, focusing on those wakeful times. So start more of a up one, down two routine. So up an hour, down two, up an hour, down two. And if that, I know the down two is maybe a lot easier said than done. And a lot, of you, a lot of you might be thinking, how do I get my baby to sleep two hours? Even if your baby doesn't sleep two hours, stick with the up one part of the rule. Okay. So Let's say in that fourth trimester, your baby is waking up at five o'clock in the morning, 5.15 in the morning. You would treat that as the waking. I know, not so fun, but we treat that as the waking. We'd give baby a feed, keep baby up for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Watch those cues. In that fourth trimester, guys, we're watching the cues. We're not looking necessarily at the clock, okay? Watch those cues. And in another hour, you're getting baby down. So baby's going back down at say 6.15 and then see how baby can sleep at that point. Um, If baby can go, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, baby wakes up and then you're following the up one down to pretty much the entire day until bedtime. That way, once you get baby becomes a bit older and you get into that four, four and a half month age, you know, switching to a clock-based schedule will be that much easier because baby will kind of already be on a bit of a routine. So keep it to the up one hour rule. Even if baby's waking up at 5.15, don't worry about it. Guys, I always tell parents in that fourth trimester, take the pressure off. There's no set rules at this stage of the game, okay? So there's nothing that you're doing now, even if it means feeding baby back to sleep, that cannot be undone once you get, once baby becomes a bit more age appropriate to have a bit more of a formal sleep training plan. Okay, so the next question is from Diana B. Silva, and she asks, My seven-week-old babies won't let me put them down to nap. The minute I do, they wake up. Thoughts? So again, this brings it back to there are no rules at this stage of the game, okay? So self-soothing skills don't fully start developing until about 12 weeks of age, okay? And your babies are still, I'm, I'm assuming from babies, you're meaning twins, so congrats, twin mama. But seven weeks is still young where those self-soothing skills perhaps haven't fully set in yet, and that's okay. Like, that's totally common. And this brings it back to me telling you there's no rules at this stage of the game, guys. And I am saying that so that you guys take that pressure off. Listen, you're listening to podcasts like this. You're, 
hearing sleep experts talk, you're reading things, you're hearing from your moms and your friends and all this. And suddenly you think you have to get a seven week old on a sleep routine or that your seven week old should be falling asleep. That's not the case, you guys. So I'm telling you this again, to take that pressure off you and just help you maybe relax a little bit. Okay. What you can start doing for naps, naps are tough regardless. Okay. And naps guys, there will be a lot of talk about naps on the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. I will be having probably more than one segment strictly focused on naps. So we'll get into more nap detail later on, but naps are tough. They do not come together easily. They do come together, but not quickly. Okay. And especially at six, seven week old baby probably isn't going to happen. So what I'm saying is that whatever you need to do to help baby fall asleep, because if you've read anything, if you've heard anything, you know that sleep equals sleep. So our goal within that fourth trimester is to focus on a healthy feeding relationship with our child and to keep baby as rested as possible using a safe sleep environment. So if that means you have to go in and do it for them and help them fall asleep by feeding or rocking just to get them to have a good nap, that's okay, okay? You can start putting them down awake and not asleep and see what happens. Even if you have to just wait a minute or so and let them try and settle themselves, like that's okay. You don't have to wait long. But if you have to kind of swoop in and do it for them at that stage, don't worry about it. Again, you know, there is nothing that you doing in that fourth trimester that cannot be undone or cannot be changed once baby is four and a half months of age or four months of age. And we can start putting that formal sleep training plan together. So I hope that helps. And that was fun to answer those questions. So thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. And be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better sleep.